Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Family Law Solicitor in Limerick, Patricia O'Connor, joins us in the studio this morning. She was with us recently talking about the legal issues around separation and divorce. And as a result of that, we got a number of questions from you into the show on the subject. And Patricia, we just want to put some of those to you, if you don't mind. Good morning to you, first of all. Good morning, Happy Joe. New Year to you. Many happy um, Jane has been in touch at Limerick Today at live95.ie to say, um, how are you doing? Could you ask Patricia if you serve divorce papers to a person living in the UK, will there be implications around this process after Brexit? Uh, that's a very good question and like everything to do with Brexit it may be. Um, the Family Law Divorce Act, which was introduced in 2019, part three of that act deals with recognition of UK divorces post-Brexit but it hasn't actually been commenced yet. So the purpose of that act uh, if if the UK leave without an agreement then that part of the Act is going to be commenced and that basically deals with recognition of divorces from what they call relevant jurisdictions which will be England, Wales, uh, Northern Ireland and the Isle of Man. So at the moment it's business as usual. There's no change but if they crash out without an agreement then that part of the Act will be commenced. And so and this is a bit, getting a bit complicated but basically they leave on the 31st of January but when you say crash out without an agreement you mean after the negotiations after that have happened this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it is up in the air is the it, answer? It is. It is. Yeah but they're still it's, it's, they're still being recognised. At the moment. Yeah at the okay. moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, another listener has been in touch on 46 1995 to say I had to take my husband to court I could only get a protection order and couldn't go further as I didn't have the money for solicitor's fees while my husband was unemployed and got one for free. Are there any supports out there for people like me in my situation, says this listener? Yeah, that is a a very common situation, unfortunately. Um, I think what a lot of people don't actually realise is that you don't have to be unemployed to get free legal aid. The uh, legal aid um, service is available to anyone who has a minimum, uh, maximum, sorry, maximum income, a disposable income of €18,000 per annum. Now, basically what the Legal Aid Board will do, and I'm not going to speak for them because they have their own way of, like everything else, calculating it, but uh, they will look at your income, they will look at the value of your house, they will allow you certain allowances for children and mortgage and so on, and it's your disposable income after all those have been paid that they look at. So anyone that thinks that they could be eligible for Legal Aid should apply um, that's the first step. Um, really, other than that, there isn't any... For, for, for someone who isn't eligible for legal aid, there really isn't any other scheme. Uh, there are a couple of schemes, the Community Law and Mediation Scheme, uh, which is based up in the Social Services Centre in Henry Street. That does provide representation, advice and representation, but that's limited to people living in the regeneration areas or what's termed a disadvantaged area. Uh, they do some family law work, they do housing law, they do social welfare. Um, there is a very good scheme in Dublin, which obviously isn't much used to people in Limerick, but just as an example, it's the Mercy Law Resource Scheme. And they have a number of solicitors that work with them, again, mainly in the areas of social welfare or housing. I think they do a bit of family law, but it tends to be matters that would be would be of interest to public policy, I think is how they term it. And um, I'm again, there is a geographical limit on that as well. But really, the reality is that your 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 average person 
who is working, who is put to the pin of their collar and that doesn't apply for legal aid, there's really nothing there to assist them. Okay, but just to point out to people that you might actually be eligible for free legal aid even though you don't think you are, so it's worth exploring. Oh, it's definitely worth exploring, definitely it should be and they're very, very helpful in the legal aid board. They'll tell you what documentation you need to bring in and their administrator will go through that with you and we'll go through the figures and they'll give you a very clear yes or no. Okay, we're chatting to family law solicitor in Limerick, Patricia O'Connor, and uh, another listener says, is it true that if you get a divorce, it's harder to revisit maintenance payments? Uh, Again, this is a sort of a yes and no question. You can always go back and revisit maintenance payments. Maintenance isn't written in stone, no matter where you get your order, whether it's district court, whether it's a separation agreement or whether it's a divorce. Um, Circumstances change. People lose jobs, people get promotions. Children cost money. Children cost lots of money, particularly as they're getting older. So um, it would be unfair if people couldn't go back to the courts and say, look, my circumstances have changed. I didn't need this at the time. I need it now. I have two children in college or I have three children in secondary school, whatever it happens to be. Um, where it can get a little bit more costly is where, it, it, depending on the location where the maintenance order has been made. If the maintenance order was made in the district court, that's fine. You go back to the district court, you bring an application for a variation. Um, you can go in unrepresented with your figures. The judge will deal with you as a lay litigant. You can get a solicitor. You may be eligible for legal aid. But uh, from time-wise and cost-wise, it's not hugely expensive. If the maintenance order was made as part of a divorce settlement in the circuit court, then unfortunately that's where you have to go back to vary that order. So that's where it gets costly because you're looking at a solicitor, you're possibly looking at a barrister. Plus, time frame, we, we don't have a circuit court sitting the whole time in Limerick. So we have uh, a week of family law this week. We have um, this week and next week. We have family law in March. So um, you may not necessarily, if you decided today to bring a variation application to the circuit court, um, if you weren't heard in March, you might not get in until May. Yes. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that's why I say it, it's it's more difficult, but it's more difficult from a procedure and a cost point of view. It doesn't mean you can never go back and look for a variation. Right. Um, and uh, Sinead is also asking, can you revisit settlements in uh, a separation or divorce years on? I presume she means the overall settlements. Um, in a separation, you can, whether it's by way of a deed of separation or a decree of judicial separation in the courts. Deed of separation is where the parties have agreed the terms themselves and have written it down and it becomes a legal binding contract between them. The deed of separate, or the, the decree of judicial separation is an order whereby um, the judge has made the decision basically and has decided what's to happen. Both of those can be revisited by way of a divorce application. So if I go into court looking for a divorce, um, there is a provision under the Divorce Act which allows me to ask the judge to look at the whole picture again. So for whatever reason, it, it may have been um, it may have been 20 years ago that the parties separated and one party has done very well in the meantime, maybe established a very successful business, bought a load of property or whatever. The other party feels, well, actually, they're doing really well. I want a bit of that. Um, courts don't tend to like those applications. They call them second bite of the cherry cases. And unless it's a very, very good reason for, for for a court to revisit the whole situation. They're not really going to. I mean, the, the view tends to be, look, things happen post-separation. People get on with their lives. As I say, they establish businesses. They may do very well. They may have gone to the top of their career, you know, whatever it is. So it's it's simply not enough to say, well, they're doing really well now. 
if if I'm if I'm doing okay and I'm doing fine and getting along, getting my maintenance or whatever, that's not a reason for a judge to turn around and say, well, do you know what? Now you're earning two hundred thousand a year. I think you should give a lump sum of X to your ex-wife that you've been separated for 20 years from. Um, Going back to revisit an actual divorce application uh, would be very, very difficult. There's no real provision for that. Now, really, unless you discovered that um, your spouse had hidden assets and hadn't made a full declaration to the court, then really that's the only way that I could see a judge would revisit a final divorce because the divorce is deemed to be in full and final settlement of all financial matters between you, except for maintenance. You can always go back and look for maintenance. And we're turning to Patricia O'Connor, family law solicitor in Limerick. And uh, a listener says, what does it cost to get divorced? Because this listener's heard various figures thrown out that it can vary hugely in cost. And where's the real cost coming from? <laughs> How long is a piece of string? <laughs> we've we've all heard huge figures, I'm afraid. Um, I think I said to you the last day that we were here, it can be it can be as as reasonable or as expensive as you want to make it, really, is the reality of it. I mean, there is nothing to stop people going in themselves unrepresented for a consent divorce. But the only way that you could advise that is if there is nothing there, if there are no pensions, no assets, no property, no children. If a couple have been married... And they've come to a mutual agreement that this is the the end and we're going to divorce. And even then, realistically, as as a colleague of mine says, you can pull your own teeth out, but would you do it? You're going to go to a dentist, you know. So really, you can do it very, very cheaply as a lay litigant. Uh, You may be running into difficulties down the road, particularly if there's pensions. Um, I suppose a lot of people will ask where the cost comes from in a family law case, a separation or a divorce case through the courts, how does it end up being so expensive? As far as people are concerned, you have an application to court, you get in, the judge listens to you for a couple of hours and makes an order. How can it be so expensive? Fortunately, there's an awful lot of, of background work. You, It'll take at least 12 months to get to court, 12 to 18 months. If somebody comes in to me today with a contested judicial separation or, or divorce, I will have to say to them, look, it's going to be 12 to 18 months by the time you actually get in front of a judge for hearing. And over that period of 12 to 18 months, there's going to be all the groundwork. There's going to be the drafting, the correspondence, drafting proceedings, um, in, uh, instructing a barrister, issuing the proceedings, serving the proceedings. The other party is going to have to file their defence. There are all sorts of motions to be brought to the court. All of that leads to cost. Plus the other difficulty then is that... Um, as I said to you, we don't have a circuit court that sits all the time in Limerick. So we'll have our family court in January, we'll have our family court in March, we'll have our family court in May, we'll say for argument's sake that we don't have the dates yet. For each of those cases, for each of those days, there will be seven, eight, nine cases listed. The first case goes on and takes the full day. The other seven don't get heard. What happens to them? They get adjourned back. But the problem is, if you're number six on the list, you can't take the chance that the five ahead of you are going to run and not turn up. You have to turn up. The case has to be prepared. Your solicitor turns up, your barrister turns up and they all charge for the day as yeah. they're entitled to. One other brief question. Um, what are our divorce rates like now when you compare them to other countries, the, the UK or, or elsewhere in Europe? Um, off the top of my head, I don't have statistics. I do remember reading something recently that they're, they're, they seem to be very steady 
Like there hasn't been a particular huge. Now there probably will be a spike in the next couple of months because of the two year, the four year period um, uh, changing to two years. A lot of people, uh, certainly some of, of my own clients have looked to amend a spike in numbers towards the end of the year when we look at that. But for the moment, it's steady. It's very steady. Uh, there doesn't really seem to be any particular mad rush to get to courts for divorce, if I can put it like that. But it hasn't really dropped off either. Like, it's it's very steady. Okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for those extra answers to the questions that we got uh, since the last time that you were in. It's always a subject that obviously interests uh, people, particularly those uh, who are directly affected by it. A family law solicitor in Limerick, Patricia O'Connor. Great to see you. Thank, Thank you. you. Call Limerick today now on 461995.